Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per option are actually up on last year. Rates caught on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. Yes, and welcome to Under the Hammer. We must send a huge thank you to the team at Direct Connect. I'm Jane Neild and Stav is with me from O'Brien Real Estate. We've had a couple of weeks break, Stav, but the team at Direct Connect said, hello, it's way too busy in the real estate industry. Get back to the podcast. So great to have you in the studio again, Stav. No, thanks, Jane. And and definitely we're feeling that slingshot effect uh, and the appetite to buy is definitely out there. But uh, today uh, we're going to go around the grounds and and look at the whole of Australia because it is, we've reached unprecedented sales, 7,103 sales across Australia, which is the highest ever in history of recording transactions. What? Okay, so you you sounded a little bit like a a politician with spin there. Unprecedented. So actual statistical proof that this is unprecedented times in the real estate industry. Well, 7,103 sales. And and the great thing about that is that a lot of the sales are actually internal sales. You know, we don't have a lot of migration at the moment because of uh, the environment that we're in, but we have got a lot of internal migration. And and we're going to talk about that today. You know, a lot of regional Victoria and a lot of uh, Melbourne people, uh, South Australia, they seem to be there's a huge move into New South Wales at the moment. So that that we're going to talk about that shortly. Well, I love the whole concept of going around the grounds like you would, you know, for a sporting competition or something. Uh, we're also going to chat about the block, of course, Channel Nine smash hit. You and I need to just debrief on the block stuff because we're both big fans. And wow, some pretty crazy auction results uh, recently on the block. And you are listening to Under the Hammer, thanks to Direct Connect. Of course, you can call Direct Connect to make moving easy for you. Even better if you're a real estate agent who just needs that extra little bit of help at the moment. I'm sure you're all busy. You can call Direct Connect on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. Stav swears by Direct Connect. Let's see if our uh, guests have got some gems for us. From right around the country today, we are welcoming Chris Hanley from First National on the north coast of New South Wales one of the hottest places on the planet to be right now. If you're, in fact, an international movie star or just someone who wants the lifestyle there, we're welcoming Matthew King from McGrath Real Estates in, uh, well, four locations in New South Wales and also Phil Harris from Harris Real Estate joining us from South Australia. Look, Phil, we might go to you first because we know that South Australians had an unprecedented three days of lockdown. How did you cope, Phil, and how did it affect the business uh, for three or so days? Well, obviously any lockdown is challenging, but considering we've got uh, people on the line today who had, what was it, 90 days lockdown in Melbourne, I don't think we can complain too much. So uh, we coped uh, and we're on the other side. So all went well. Fantastic. Now, Chris, uh, coming across to you in the Byron region, I did hear you and Stav chatting just before we recorded about the interesting issue of snakes in your area, but it sounds like you have had an incredibly busy few months up in the Byron region. I would go further than my good friend Philip um, in terms of something he said earlier about what the market's like in Adelaide. Uh, it's the best he's seen. I think the uh, since I think early 2000s, I'm four decades in the real estate profession, and this is the best market I've ever seen. Um, 
not not I can't remember a market like this. I can't remember um, a, a level of demand. I can't remember auction results like this. I can't remember a desire to own property that doesn't seem sometimes to have a limit. So capacity is the only limit at the moment, not comparability, if that makes sense. So uh, the purchases in our part of the world on many levels, they just want to be here. And I think for us, what happened during COVID is that people decided from the cities that migration you're talking about, they wanted to be safe and secure. And for their own reasons, they consider our part of the world is a safe and secure place. So they've been moving here in numbers that we've never seen, like we've never seen before. And yes, you're also right. Most of that movement has been from within the state, from within Sydney and other regional areas. So we've been pretty busy. Now, Matthew, coming to you, does that sort of uh, sound familiar for your region? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting uh, phenomenon that Chris talks about because obviously he's got a a depth of, of knowledge having four decades in the in the business. I think from a Sydney perspective, we're probably akin to times around 2001 uh, when the market in Sydney was really, really hot. It's probably not the best that it's ever been in that period of time. But yeah, we've seen, I haven't probably seen a market shift so quickly. Uh, we went from probably averaging meeting in our little business 550 um, buyers per uh, weekend, you know, per, per open house uh, inspections and that number has now gone to about 1,400 uh, a weekend, 1,500 in, probably in the, in the space of a couple of months. So that's a pretty significant uptick in demand. Um, and probably in a smaller way, we're seeing buyers that are coming from other parts of Sydney. So our business is in the south of the airport um, side of Sydney uh, and southwest. And um, we're seeing a lot of buyers coming from the eastern suburbs in the inner west of Sydney who are looking for new options with their, you know, now working from home. And I guess that's a phenomenon across the board. And that potentially is one of the reasons I imagine why Chris's um, business, uh, sorry, Chris's um, area has been so heavily impacted um, by people now realising they can work from home, which I know was very well reported already. In New South Wales, there was uh, 1,999 private sales and 417 auction sales. So 2,416 sales for the week in New South Wales. Where are these buyers coming from? I know we, you know we talked about a couple of episodes ago, Jane, there was 11 buyer types that we talk about. Who are these buyers and where are they coming from? Uh, firstly to Matt and then... If you can uh, add on, Chris, as well, for New South Wales, where are they coming from? From our perspective, in terms of region you're talking about or just where are they coming from in, what, what in, in coming of, back into the market? What type of buy type are they? Is it tree change, sea change? Is it job relocation? You know, is it births, deaths, marriages? Like, Who are these buyers? What, what type of buyers are they? I, I think the, the, the point being, with money being so cheap, I mean, I, I uh, never borrowed any money in the days of 17%, but for people like Chris, who I'm sure did... Um, you know, who would have ever thought that money was so cheap? And so given that the, the, the cheapness of money and the availability for debt and, you know, our own mortgage-broking business, uh, we're talking the other day that a number, you know, most of the buyers with an average sort of borrowing capacity have now been able to increase that by fifty or $100,000. I think, Stav, it's probably across the board. It's just, you know, all of those sectors are now coming back into the marketplace because... Um, money's so cheap and, and obviously lifestyle is so important. So um, I don't necessarily think there's, from our perspective, there's any one 
particular sector of the buyer market. Perhaps there's a few more first home buyers. Um, I think it's a combination of a lot of a lot of different buyer sectors. Though I've spent uh, I've spent the last uh, 15 years analysing where my buyers come from every month. So I can tell you exactly where my buyers are coming from, down to the postcodes um, and even to the streets. Uh, strangely, uh, but in, in in the Sydney metropolitan area, a large number of them have come from the northern beaches. Um, I can tell you the postcodes there from the banking belt around Mossman and from the inner east and the inner west. Uh, there'd be 10, 11, 12 postcodes there. They've always been feeders to my area, but that has been ramped up. The point you made earlier about working from home, I'll be interested to hear what Philip says to this in a minute too, is that working from home and, and the revolution of COVID is going to change real estate in Australia for, for a decade and it's going to amp up regional Australia like we've never seen. Uh, all the regional parts of Australia are going to be ramped up because we've all discovered we can work from home in one way, shape or form. Um, the last thing I'd add here uh, in terms of where are the buyers coming from and who are the buyers in terms of what type of people, COVID taught millennials they could save because they had nothing to spend money on. And at the end of COVID, a lot of them had deposits. So. There's young people out buying property. I know this because during COVID for the last eight months, I've helped so many young people buy properties because all of a sudden they had a deposit. Number two, interest rates 100% is like a turbocharger. But number three in my area, the people are often high net worth people who now realise they don't want to be in the city for the rest of their life. And they're across all different shapes and sizes and they're leaving those postcodes in the city and moving up here to work and live, to do both. Uh, we have heard reports as well, Chris, that there is a certain uh, subsection of the Hollywood elite who are flocking to places like Byron Bay at the moment because, number one, it doesn't look like there's going to be huge amounts of production overseas. We've spoken about mm. this, Stav. New studios get going in around Byron. The Hemsworth are there. They, they're sort of welcoming people. We've seen Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban. Are you finding the expat desire to be in some of these A-list spots is just off the charts as well? Well, it's always been the case. John Cornell and Paul Hogan were here in the 80s. Um, For the last 20 years, 25 years, there's been so many musicians, for example, living here that are well known. The difference this time, and the Hensworths have been here for quite a while and they're good community members and they're good people. I think the difference this time is the media's decided for their own reasons that it's you know, it's a story they want to write about, but most of these people have been coming here for ages. The difference between you and I was they could they could just cruise around here and people left them alone. I, and I've been selling famous people in and out of here for a long time. And the agents here haven't made a lot of noise about it, which has been cool. Now, for the last couple of years, I don't know whether it's Instagram and social media, but I guess in some respects you'd have to say it is, but... It's not new here. It's been that way here for a long time. But the media loves the story, so I guess they want to ramp it up. But it's, it's not new. It's been going on here for a long time. One thing, Phil, you've, uh, you've had a big coup in South Australia. Zac Efron, who I believe allegedly has broken up with his girlfriend in Byron Bay, has come to South Australia. What? 
Yes, yes uh, that, that's the breaking news uh, my daughter told me. My daughter lives in Byron Bay, by the way, Phil. Now, it's very sad this year. Are we going to have the Adelaide test? Let's let's get the serious stuff out of the way because that's one of my favourite tests and I come over every year uh, and I catch up uh, with a couple of your, your boys over there. Are we going to have the Adelaide test in Adelaide? Thanks, uh, Stavros. Two very important questions. I haven't personally bumped into uh, Zach Afron <laughs> yet, but I, I can confirm uh, that a mate did actually... Uh, stumble into him coming outside of a bar on Highly Street, I think, last Saturday night, so I've heard. So he is out and about, apparently, but uh, I'm probably not socialising the some of the same venues that he might be, So, but you never know. I might bump into him soon. Uh, in re- more importantly, on to the, uh, the Adelaide test. Hey, look, we hope, we hope that it does um, play on. I, I think that, you know, what came out on, on the back of our, our lockdown of the last recent three days is that South Australia is in a very good position uh, and we should be moving forward uh, with the test, absolutely. So, um, fingers crossed. I hope to see you down here, Stavros. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, out of all the auction results and clearance rates, now I'm not going to count uh, Northern Territory or Tasmania because they only had one auction each, but significant auction results and states, South Australia had an 89% clearance rate on the weekend. Yeah, and that's a very big result for South Australia. I mean, most people, when you talk kind of national auction clearance rates, obviously Melbourne and Sydney are, you know, really the two kind of auction capitals of the world in terms of volumes. You know, doing what, five to 700 auctions per weekend. Adelaide, I think we normally sit around 50 to 70 auctions per weekend. So it's not a huge auction market here in South Australia, but 89%, that's up from basically an average around 50. So it's been um, incredibly strong. And your buyers, where are they coming from? And and your sellers, because you had there was 340 sales in South Australia this week. Where are they moving to? What's the uh, migration map look like? Yeah, look, it, it's really interesting, you know, and it's obviously um, different markets. And Chris Chris spoke about it before, but the, the interesting thing with the Adelaide property market is that it is relatively uh, hyper-local in terms of, I think, you know, typically speaking, we get less than 1% of foreign investment buyers in South Australia, um, and it's not a uh, national migration. We don't have lots of people kind of coming across to Adelaide from Melbourne and Sydney, so it is very um, hyper-localised. But what has really occurred that was spoken about in the past is that we have seen a massive appetite and an upswing now that's being driven, I think, by multiple things. But I think what the lockdown done in COVID has achieved is people are now wanting the upgraded property, the bigger home, um, the renovation, the home gym. That's now being fueled by low interest rates. I, I agree with what Chris said before. He spoke about capacity, not uh, comparability, and that is what we're seeing right now. So Adelaide, we've never had really a major international money. Uh, we haven't had, you know, um, foreign investment, those sorts of things. It's the local market is now stepping up saying, I want to renovate at home. You know, I think what's going on in the US as well, a lot of insecurity, a lot of anxiety out there. So people are saying, my home is going to be my castle and I'm going to upgrade and I'm going to do it now. And property prices are up by 4.4%. We've averaged 1.7% growth year on year for the last decade. Last 12 months, 4.4%. So I haven't seen it like this for a long time. Now, Phil, uh, my sister Karina works uh, for Bell Property in Stirling in the Adelaide Hills. I'm an Adelaide Hills girl right. originally, yeah. but now in Melbourne. So they are getting people coming from places like Sydney, from Melbourne, where they are selling properties getting a lot of bang for their buck in the Adelaide market. So they sold a property to a graphic designer and someone else who could basically work from home 
completely no need for an office in Sydney anymore and they're paying top dollar because compared to what they can buy in Sydney, they're getting great value in South Australia. Is that something you're sort of hearing about? It's something that we've always maybe spoken about and I've never witnessed it firsthand, but I've got to say that the last four weeks particularly, I've had more conversations with interstate buyers than I ever had before and, you know, firsthand experiences was last weekend I was calling an auction and obviously a very prominent company in Sydney. Everyone would know about Atlassian, the guys that, uh, I think, uh, the guys that own Atlassian there in Sydney where I had uh, bumped into a couple of employees down in Adelaide who are now looking at purchasing property in South Australia because they've changed their policy where you can work from anywhere in the world to work for Atlassian. And so people taking Sydney incomes are now looking at Adelaide property. So the answer is yes. We've seen a lot more people interstate saying, hey, Adelaide is a very desirable and an affordable um, location to buy property and particularly the Adelaide Hills, which is stunning. Well, good to hear. I, look, I would move back there in a flash if I could. Um, Matthew, let's go to you. In terms of what you've been selling, uh, have you got a property of the week that you've either sold or is on the market now that you can just whet our appetite for what is available in your area of Sydney? Look, actually, probably a property of the week, funnily enough, is one of our competitors sold a a non-waterfront record um, in Connells Point, which is a suburb on the Georges River, uh, for $7.6 million. Uh, This just this week gone. And to put that into some kind of perspective, you know, I can remember... Uh, we've set uh, a number of suburb sort of district records, um, and I remember, you know, not very long ago that being sort of two and a half million, perhaps back in 2001, 2003, that sort of um, time frame. So, yeah, things are are, are moving uh, along, and that's just your typical sort of three level double brick and concrete slab, uh, you know, home gym, home cinema, all of the things that I guess are becoming more and more relevant in a world where we're staying home potentially a little bit more. Um, And it just, again, it probably goes to what Chris and, um, you know, what Phil was saying in as much as it becomes more a case of capacity when somebody wants uh, something that they've got and they want it, you know, it's an instant fix for their, um, their lifestyle. Um, you know, it seemed like a very, very big result. I would have expected something like that um, even 12 months ago before COVID sort of hit would be more in line with a $6 million property as opposed to a 7.6. So, you know, if you were to look at it on face value, the market's shifted significantly, but I think it's probably gone more to the fact that people's capacity um, is what they're governed by and if they can buy something and they want it, then they'll do it. Wow. Okay, we've also got a little only for the brave spotlight for your area. Are people buying renovating, uh, you know, delights or do they want to, like you say, move in, everything's ready to go? Have you got a property that is really only for the brave or the <laughs> the, the ones willing to maybe have a crack at a bit of developing? Yeah, look, I think I think there's that's a really nice thing that's changed. Probably prior to COVID, the world, I think, in general wants an instant fix on most things and so renovators in our market were less desirable but now uh, we're selling a property uh, that's 1,333 square metres, it's got a tennis court on it, Uh, it's an older house, the owner's beautiful Lady Dawn, she lived there for 50 odd years with her her late husband and, and, and family and that definitely needs work and I was a little bit frightened by that, we've got it prepared really well but yeah there's a lot of buyers that are very much embracing uh, the opportunity to resurface the court, fix the pool, 
um, potentially knock the house over or, or renovate it. And um, it was really warmly. I think we had about 47 groups go through that property on Saturday for its first open house. So, you know, for a house that in that particular suburb of Penzurst in which it sits, um, average price there is probably one, two. This will be probably two um, million dollars. You know, it, it's you wouldn't ordinarily get that many people through that kind of property, but there was they were very, very willing to uh, invest money. Uh, and I guess that's a vote for the confidence of where they see the market going into the future. Now that's fascinating, Matt. Now, Chris, any any uh, first home buyers coming up your way? Because uh, as you know, uh, my lovely daughter Connie lives up your way, and and I'm sure um, you know if there's any good opportunities out there, she's not looking at coming back to cold Victoria. She's had a taste of Byron Bay, and now she's trying to get me and lure <laughs> me up there as well. Is there any uh, opportunities up in Byron Bay that? you'd like to talk to us about? Uh, I would, but if you'll all allow me just a 60-second digression, and I will answer your question, but I know you're a generous father, Stavros, so Connie <laughs> can look after uh, you by educating you so that you will assist her in the purchase of her first property, which sadly uh, will cost you a lot of money, Stavros, uh, and so you'll need to work a little harder for a little longer. But let me just make a couple of observations further to something Phil said and and to reiterate what Matt said. But because I'm the oldest member of this panel, I want to make an observation that I I don't think the people within our profession have completely grasped yet. Australia is the luckiest country on the globe. We've been served by doctors and nurses and aged care workers and in spite of what people think by our politicians and our bureaucrats and our policemen to such an extraordinary level we've where the world is looking at us now like it's never looked at us before. We, we are a country that managed the pandemic better than everywhere else in the world, in my view. Number two, if a pandemic like COVID couldn't kill our housing market, nothing will kill us. Our housing market is the most resilient in the world, bar nowhere. Nowhere. Well, you shouldn't have a good housing market at the at right now in this part of the curve of a COVID year. But what have we got? We've got a housing market like we've never seen before in many spots and it's resilient. We are the most mobile people in the world. We move 17, 18% of Australians move every year. I guess what I'm saying here is if we think what the last few months have been have been good, you're a principal out there listening to this, plan for the future. The next few years, the housing market is going to be so strong because people, not just from here, and I want to go back to something some of you said, you're talking about local, like Phil was then. Don't When I, when I tell you these people, the buyers in our area have come from other places, that is only one-third of our total buyers or sales. Two-thirds of the sales we're making here are to local people. And the word that I want to use here is people have re-examined their homes and their home is a sanctuary. And that is why people are are looking at houses in a completely different way to just utilitarian places to sleep. They're now spending so much time there, which is why in the next couple of years, people are gonna be moving all over the place. And this moving about will mean that our industry is going to prosper. Now, first home buyers, we don't have a lot of those, Stavros. Back to your question. Uh, the main reason is that I, I, my shire and my area is predominantly 
uh, a green council and my green council uh, is such that there's not a lot of land available to first home buyers but Stavros your generosity will assist your daughter Connie to get into the market and I look forward to helping her. <laughs> you, you've baited me in now You've definitely baited me in. <laughs> uh, and our heads were nodding so much in agreement with you, uh, Chris. Those sentiments are just, I think, what every real estate in the country, every agent in the country uh, wants to hear. Now, I'm just going to quickly go to you, Phil, before we let you go, because it sounds like you've uh, got to get going. So any uh, little gems to be found in the SA market at the moment? Do we have a property of the week or a only for the brave location? Uh, I don't necessarily think uh, specifically property of the week but back to our conversation before is that the sterling hills or i think your uh relative works in the sterling hills is is literally one of the nicest uh places in south australia to live and we've got a number of properties on the market there at the moment that are quite literally stunning on you know big estate properties with you know acreage of land um you know facilities for horses with dams um just some incredible properties so i'd encourage anyone if you're looking for very, very affordable property compared to uh, Melbourne and Sydney markets to jump on and have a look at the Stirling Hills at the moment. You're going to see some incredible property um, being showcased in South Australia at the moment. And Matt, thank you so much for your time as well. Thanks for being with us on the show. Any parting advice for our buyers or sellers? I would say to you, if you find the right house is priced well right now, I would buy it because I think that it'll be uh, potentially 15 to 20% more expensive in the next two years. That would be my parting advice. <laughs> Staff? You, you, know, you know what I keep saying, uh, Matt? If you like it, put a ring on it. That's what I right. keep telling my buyers. And I do it in, I, of course I do it in Beyonce voice. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding voice it is too. No, I, I just think there's a really good opportunity for, for people right now. And you know things are going to get better. It appears that that's the case. Scott, Scott Morrison's told us that the uh, the economy is on the rebound and we, we're on our way back out of recession. So... Um, there's there's where the opportunities always lie in property. There's no safer investment. Wow. Okay, they're strong words. So thank you so much. Uh, can we get you back on the show soon, Matthew? Love to come back on, absolutely. <laughs> Any time I get to spend with Chris and Phil and, of course, the great Stavros and yourself, definitely I'll be on. And, Phil, thank you. Any tips from you about uh, buying or selling in your market? I, I think the, the, the biggest piece of advice now for, I guess, for, for buyers out there is that you do need to move promptly. Um, it's not a not a crazy market where property prices are completely out of control, but anything that's a good property in a good location is being snapped up competitively, so you need to be prepared to, to move quickly. And for sellers, um, the basics still apply of making sure you're presenting and pricing well and, and you'll do well. Thanks for your time, Phil. My pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks. Phil. See you soon. Nice to talk to you, Phil. Uh, nice to talk to you, Matt. You too, Stavros. See you Bye-bye. later, Chris. Well, Stav, you certainly come through with the goods for our first little whip around with some incredible advice and insights there. Our guests were Phil Harris from Harris Real Estate in South Australia, Matthew King from McGrath Estate Agents in the St. George, Sydney area, and Chris Hanley from First National on the north coast of New South Wales. So I think we need them back on the show. There's so much more I want to learn. <laughs> yeah, look, and, and the thing I loved about it, Jane, was it just gives us such a good cross-section of what's actually happening out there. Looking at the statistics and looking at the weekly numbers doesn't actually put a backstory to it the way these guys did. So I loved having them on board today and it just goes to show how small the world is. You know, we had all, we were in Byron Bay, we're in Sydney and we're in South Australia, all from our studio here 
in uh, SEN. So there you go. Exactly. And look, you guys were the ones that paved the way with that, of course, with the auctions that you did during COVID. And now no one even flinches when you say, jump on a Skype call, jump on a Teams meeting. Mm. Hey, we'll put you on the boardroom on a big screen. So I think we have seen a lot of innovation in this uh, last few months. You are listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. You can call Direct Connect to make moving easy for you. And if you're an agent interested in using Direct Connect, call them one 700 to see how they can benefit you and your team. And Stav, you swear by it, don't you? 100%. As I said many, many times, I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been a customer and I use them for my property management and all my, my moving needs and uh, for all my sellers and, and buyers. Yeah, because as we can hear, if people want something, they want it quick, they want it hassle-free and easy. So Direct Connect, whether you're moving, they can sort out all your connections for you, including the important things like the Foxtel. <laughs> and if you've uh, got an agency and you'd like to talk to them about helping you out, give them a call, one three hundred double six four seven one five. We must just quickly touch on The Block. Of course, massive success for Channel 9, ratings off the charts, an undeniable success for the contestants and an incredible example of how bespoke property development mm. by the whole team on the show has just paid dividends. So, Stav, Jimmy and Tam were crowned the winners on Sunday, net profit of $966,000, whack on a hundred grand in cash because they actually won. Have you ever seen an auction like this? I know it's TV, but this is still real money. This is still millions of dollars of investor or, you know, someone's <laughs> huge mortgage. It was insane. Look, they always say that to sell property well, you need to market it well. Okay. And something like the block, I mean, they had the reach and the frequency by being on TV. So, uh, and having more buyers creates more competition, but it was an extraordinary result um, for, for that house. Um, I was actually intrigued on the bidding sequence and the probably strategies that Danny took where he offered, what was it, plus a thousand at the end and... (laughs) Uh, it was Plus one dollar and, and one dollar. We're talking about eccentric um, IT millionaire Danny Wallace, who actually mm. came in, you know, great for the cameras, but actually bought three of the properties in a row for twelve million bucks. But yeah. at some point, he was just going whack. I'm just yeah. going to try and eliminate all competition. Yeah. It didn't work though for the winning house. So what right. I was interested that was the Palm Springs mm. 1950s inspired mm. redo that Jimmy and Tam did. Uh, the inevitable winner uh, owner mm. is an, an IT uh, cybersecurity expert from mm. New York and mm. she snapped it up because she'd watched the whole show and had an emotional connection. That's yes. what I wanted to ask yeah. you about. It just proves, doesn't it, the emotional yeah. connection. The emotional connection is very, very important in everything. And a few weeks ago we had the staging people in, and every time you walk into a house, it. a lot of people say they make decisions on their calculator or on their knowledge, but do you know something? Most people make decisions on their gut feelings. And whether that's right or wrong, as humans, that's what we do. It's all about emotion. My dad used to say, we sell the sizzle, not the steak. And he used to have charcoal chicken shops. He used to make sure that the fans would go into the main street uh, of Hampton at the time uh, because people would be walking past. They wouldn't even realise they were hungry. But if you could smell the chips and the chicken, you would instantly walk in the door. And that's what it's about. It's about the emotional connection. And they did that so well. 
I'm going to roast a chicken in the house mm. I've just put on the market, which I must say, thanks to you, Stav, and your influence, I have listed my little uh, weekend of property and I'm just going to see what happens in this crazy market we're in now. So thank you and thank you for uh, inviting those wonderful guests on the show. Wow. I don't know. I'm, I'm off to just dream, I think. I get so inspired by speaking to you and about all of this positive energy we're feeling in the real estate market at the moment. What's on the cards for you in the next week or two, Stav? We're going to talk in two weeks' time. Yes. Uh, we've got a lot of auctions, upcoming auctions uh, on the way. We've actually got uh, – I had a lot of auctions last Saturday. I was in St Kilda I was in Oakley. I was in Mornington. So there's a lot of auctions. And this is the auction selling season. The only difference I've seen this year, Jane, is that usually the auctions stop at around about the mid-December. While we've been on the show, I've had Lenny and Michelle. We had Michelle on the show not too Mm, long ago. Actually booked me in for an auction the last Saturday before Christmas. And now I've actually got four auctions the last Saturday before Christmas. I don't think we're going to have that that closing down between middle of December and middle of January, I I think there's that pent-up demand. We're going to go right through this year, Um, maybe a couple of days where it's quiet, but I think we're going to go right through. You better get your Christmas shopping done now because you're not going to be doing it on the last Saturday before Christmas. That's exciting to hear. We're going to follow up on that uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Stav from O'Brien Real Estate. You'll find his contact details and the details of our guests in the show notes. So you can get hold of Stav. He doesn't care if you email him at 3 o'clock in the morning. He will get back to you. And, of course, thanks to our show sponsors, Direct Connect. Give them a call on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your agency's team. Or if you're moving house, call them. They will just make it all so easy for you. Thanks, Stav, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you, Jane. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715.